Hey, everybody. Welcome to BU Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be your best you while on a journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of BYOB Audio. Last week, I got to interview a childhood friend, John Paul Mendez. He's the owner of Smokestorm Welding, and he talked about the importance of just getting started after finally finding the stride in welding after years of feeling left behind and unaccomplished. Truly touching story. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, I have with me Melinda Van Fleet. She is a high-powered, seasoned consultant, coach, and speaker. She focuses on helping sales executives and their teams navigate change and strengthen their communication skills so they can maximize their potential. So prior to speaking, coaching, consulting, um, she actually has experience as a successful senior buyer in the corporate world, as well as being a top-performing sales rep. She also regularly speaks to corporate professionals and she is a fellow podcaster. Um, Her podcasts are Crush It In Sales and The Good Karma Success Coach. So without further ado, Melinda, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Joshua. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah, that's a lot to take in there. So go ahead and uh, expand on your expertise and kind of how you got into podcasting and all of what you do. Oh, yeah, no problem. My husband and I both have corporate backgrounds and we met up in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were miserable living up there and had dreamt of moving someplace warm and sunny. In 2009, we ended up both getting laid off at the same time. So (laughs) be careful what you wish for. But that paved the way, um, and I'm giving you the short version, for us to end up moving down to the Keys. So we live in the Keys and we've lived here for over 10 years. I had dreamt of becoming a sales rep and getting into pay per performance. Uh, I always felt I worked harder than my coworkers and my sales numbers were better. So I felt I should be paid respectively for that. And my husband wanted to be a charter boat captain. We moved down here to the Keys and after several years of figuring it out, we um, both were able to get our businesses up and running and he is now a successful charter boat captain with Good Karma Sport Fishing. I've been a sales rep and then about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, I started speaking and coaching so I could help others do the same, which is just believe in themselves and take action. And here we are today. Yeah, that is awesome. So speaking of, you know, coaching and all of that, you know, as all of our listeners know, we always start off our show with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, I love that. I gave it a lot of thought, to be really honest. I always take a morning walk and that's when I really think of things and I listen to other people's podcasts and I listen to yours. After really narrowing it down, I feel that it's super important to do what makes you feel good. We all have so many challenges right now and just in general. So I thought this was kind of an all-encompassing message. And it's something that I've had to work on myself over the years is really learning to do anything from set boundaries, recognizing how I feel, how my energy level is, even how someone else's energy level may be around me different situations you may be in at work, 
in your personal life and being able to navigate through that and decide what feels good to you. How are you going to make sure that you're always having the best day possible? And it takes a lot of work and a lot of practice and a lot of reflection. But I think that that would be my main shot of wisdom is to learn how to do what makes you feel good. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're listening to my podcast. I actually got to listen to a ton of your episodes as well. One of the big ones that kind of go into uh, your shot here was the one that you had about, you know, control and controlling what you can control. And that's kind of what I'm getting out of, you know, your message here is, you know, it was something along the lines of control what you can control and ask for the wisdom to know the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually that's, um, and thank you for listening to that one and remembering that that is the serenity prayer. And, um, I had discovered the serenity prayer when I was in in the corporate world and I was having a really, really challenging time at work. It was very stressful. My brother had just died tragically. He fell over when he was 29 and died from blood clots. And I was ending a a very, very bad, toxic relationship. So I had three things kind of all at the same time. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And the work situation was something that was a huge learning as far as being in an environment that was passive aggressive and understanding what I could have done better had I known more and seen the signs more. But by then it was just, it was too late. So at that point, I really had realized, you know, there's just things I I can't control and I have to be able to let it go. And I'd actually found a little sign. I think I talk about it in the podcast, a little sign at a a craft show that I was at with my parents and it was, I think, $5. And I was scared and shitless to spend $5 because (laughs) I had a feeling that I wasn't going to be employed for much longer. (laughs) So... I was like, oh, do do I spend any money? You know, and my money mindset back then was not very good either. So I was constantly worried about paycheck and money. And But I bought my little sign and I still have my little serenity prayer sign next to my bed to this day because I think it's really important to remember that, to really remember that you can only control what you can control and you have to let everything else go. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So I bet you don't regret spending that $5 now though, right? No, I don't. (laughs) It is. And it's funny. It's one of those things, I guess, you know, when you always think, Oh, you know, when you move, what, what can you get rid of and what can you not get rid of? And that's, you know, definitely something that I'll, I'll probably always have is my little sign. Yeah. So I know you mentioned that, you know, you had three major things going on all at one time. And, uh, you know, my condolences for, you know, your brother passing. But to me, lets you get to analyze, you know, a major struggle in your life, you know, three things at one time. So um, could you tell us the story behind what you would consider was the biggest struggle, you know, while you're being dealt three bad things? all at the same time. Yeah. You know, one, they all kind of happened in a certain order. My brother died first while I was in the midst of a bad relationship. And then I decided to end the bad relationship. And then the job thing was kind of the crescendo. And, you know, you think the world is going to be over, but it doesn't end. You, you, you survive it. You, you figure it out and you move forward and you start to realize that, you know, when 
a door closes, like another door opens is going to be better. And so to me, they were all equal. Obviously I, I can't bring my brother back. So that's a very different type of pain to go through, but I know he's with me all the time. So, and like I said, I, you know, I couldn't change that. So, but I ended up getting a better job <laughs> and had gotten a month off with financially, I was fine. So I got to enjoy a month off, spend time with my family. And that was important. And then ended up, you know, getting a better job that I was much happier at making more money. So that was super positive. Right. And then, you know, in regards to my relationship, I ended that relationship in think like late August or September. And then I met my husband who I've been married to now for, well, been together for 14 years, been married for 13, like two months later. So that ended up happening really quickly too. So I think that, you know, if you sit back and end up being someone who, you know, dwells on the hardships or whatever, you know, you just really have to change your mind and really work on your mindset to focus on the fact that, yeah, it might suck right now, but everything happens for a reason. And I know that's the oldest saying in the book, but it's true. And better things will end up coming out of what you're struggling with and what your challenges are. And you just have to keep going and believe in that. Yeah, definitely. So I know that you have, we really have a lot to, to take in here. And obviously, you know, you recovered really quickly. You were proactive about making your life better. You know, you got your life moving relatively quickly, despite all of these struggles. You know, I think any person would consider just having one of those at a time to be pretty devastating. So for you to be able to just recover really quickly is amazing. But let's get into kind of like the feelings around, you know, whenever your when your brother had passed away. I think uh, one of the hardest things to get over is, you know, death. What were some of the things that helped you cope? I mean, obviously you had no choice because you were just getting beaten down so badly, you know, with three things at, at the same time. I think you have to have some really good coping mechanisms. So um, what were some of the things that you did? You know, I don't think you ever fully get over something. From my experience and in my family's, I would guess to say the first year is the hardest because you have all those birthdays and holidays and things where you're like, oh shoot, you know, he's not here. Right. So you go through that whole process, but I think as a family, we always did our best to still remember and celebrate that person. I would say one of the most fascinating things when someone dies is that, and I mean, you know, bland death, but I just think it's interesting call out that I learned is people are afraid to say something to you like, Oh, I'm sorry about your brother or whatever. So I commend you for not, you know, ignoring that, you know, the elephant in the room, I guess you could say like a lot of people would say it that way because a lot of people do struggle with that. And I think it's important for people to still remember people in a positive way. And we always do like when I see a quarter on the ground, like I know it is my brother. Right. And I actually just, um, had a fascinating experience talking to someone who can channel people that have passed away. And she was able to pull through my brother. So it's really random. We're talking about this right now, but, um, you know, so I know he's with me. Like I, I just know he's with me. I know he's like one of my cheerleaders and I've always just held that as positive. If you sit around and dwell on things, you can always make yourself sad. Right. Right. Um, you can always, 
you know, even right now with what's going on, if you sit around and watch a sad TV show, yeah, you're going to get sad. But I knew I couldn't change it. So I always just kept remembering the positive things and celebrating that. And I was also really grateful that I was kind of a pain in the ass to him, meaning I always called him and asked him to do stuff. And (laughs) he was definitely a, a typical guy in terms of, you know, not the one to pick up the phone. So I just um, remembered the positives. And that was like one of the positives. I was always glad that I kind of bugged the heck out of him and made sure we always saw each other and did stuff. So yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, I think just to further your point, um, you know, death, although it hurts, we need it to appreciate our life. And Mm -hmm. And in the same way, you know, we need bad to be able to recognize the good that we have in our life. And that kind of goes into your relationship. So I know that you said that you were in a bad relationship. You know, what was the turning point that ultimately got you out of that? Oh God, that's, that's like a a book someday. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is that too much? (laughs) And you know what, honestly, just for, and I think this is important too. I appreciate your question, but I do think that one of the positive traits about me is I don't really dwell on things that are bad energy. Like I really make sure that I am always thinking of the positives. So when I decided, and I think this is my message to people out there that might be struggling is, yeah, you might have some, you know, some tough situations, but you have the choice to focus on the positive things. So you have the choice to focus on the fact that you were strong enough to end the relationship, right? And focus on the future. So it's just like someone who keeps going to therapy and going to therapy and going to therapy. Well, you you keep digging up the past, but you really want to be able to be moving forward. So there's good lessons out of things, but In general, I've just always been that person that focuses on the future. It's like, okay, I moved through that and now I can see clearly I'm, you know, I'm focusing on like what's next. You know, for me, I did, but I didn't get married until I was 34. So it was a long time. It wasn't like an easy, easy thing, even though I met my husband pretty quickly. It's still, I still didn't get married until I was almost 35, actually. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that's great. Honestly, I like your take. I like um, the message that you have there anyways. You know, it kind of goes back to the controlling what you can control and, you know, just mm-hmm. the way that you think about things. And I think that's the best way to get out of that negative mindset is to just start, you know, taking action into what it is that you really want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So speaking about, you know, doing and taking those actions of what you really want to do, when was it that you realized what your passion was? Could you tell us the story around that? Oh, that's like, cause I'm on my third life. <laughs> that's how I put it. Yeah. So my first life was being a buyer in retail. And that comes from when I was a kid, my mom had a store. So I was always fascinated by retail. Then, like I mentioned briefly earlier, I was in retail, you know, in, in the corporate world, moving around, you only get a certain percentage of raise and then you kind of max that out. And I knew I didn't want to be a, a, a vice president or anything. Cause I really liked products. I really liked having my hands in the product instead of just sitting, you know, with spreadsheets all day. And so it was my second life. But no, that, yeah, that was my first life. So then my second life, when I was evaluating all that, I realized I wanted to get into sales. So sales, my second life. And I 
was passionate about that from the get-go because of the product. Again, the product and the people. And those are just things that make me happy, make me feel good. So choosing to feel good, again, back to my um, my one shot of wisdom. Those things, working with product and working with people, make me feel good. And, and I just got to the point in 2017 where I kind of looked at what was going on kind of looked at what's going on with retail, kind of looked at what's going on with companies and was like, okay, this is great. And I'm really happy I have this, but what else can I do? What else is next? So in 2017, that's when I started to do some really, really heavy lifting, like in terms of myself and where I saw myself going. So that's when I started working on my third life, which is speaking and coaching. And the speaking thing, it's really kind of interesting. It's always gone back to that for some reason. Like I had a speaking coach when I was a buyer for Victoria's Secret. I've done Toastmasters before. So all these things kind of just kept bubbling up in the same way. And I just, after a lot of analysis and reflection was like, okay, now I think I have real life experience, like a lot of it. (laughs) I think that the message is that I can confidently help others, even though I'm always still learning, but I do feel like I have a lot to share and my stories can really help other people. So that's, so it's been an evolution. I don't think anything happens, you know, magically, like I woke up in the morning and it all happened. I, I think that you kind of learn your, um, learn your passions as you go along by taking a step forward and trying things and thinking about things, pivoting and changing, which I I talk about a lot in my podcast. I feel like I'm always pivoting and changing a little bit. And therefore then you, you start to realize what your passions and your strengths are and how you can apply them in the world. Yeah. So what I love about this is, you know, one, your passion really revolves around helping people. And, you know, you made that clear in every every um, phase of your life, if you will. But what I love about what you've said is, I think, very representative of today's world. You know, I think so many people get caught up in trying to pick one, like they only have one passion or they only have one thing that they want to do essentially for the rest of their life. And, you know, I love that you were able to pick out, you know, three different major stages, but yet still be successful in all of them. And I think that's a very, very good thing to show people is that, you know, you don't have to just stick to one thing. You know, you don't have to limit yourself in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Joshua. And thank you. But for sure, you're right. Because when you think about it, let's say you went to college, you graduate when you're 22 and let's say you work till you're 70, right? Okay. That's like almost 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> so- that's a long time. Yeah, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, so well, I, I plan on working till I die because I love working. So, but whatever anyone's choice is, that's great. But in general, that's that's a long time. So I do think that there's so much pressure on someone who's, you know, younger, 18, 15, 16, whatever you want to say, any age really, to have it all figured out, to have a niche, you know, like, like just keep, just go and like, see what the world brings you. And 
I, I think that you'll be much happier in general if you take that approach. Definitely. And that is that is awesome. I think that's great advice. So, you know, speaking of being happier with that approach, I think one of the most important things is to always stay excited about things. So what is one thing that's got you most intoxicated about today? You know what? Honestly, it's just the future. I think my husband and I have so much to share in so many ways that we can help people. Our journey together has been amazing, but with a lot of challenges. And I think that by sharing that with others, we can help others. And and that just really is what lights me up. I love writing. I've been writing and helping my husband since he started his business when we moved down here. And I've decided to do it more of me sharing my stories as well. So I'm still helping him. I'm also sharing my stories as well. And I love doing that too. So keep it, I keep on discovering my own little passions and trying them and seeing how they go. So some days are better than others. Not every day is perfect, but you know, with anything, you take the good and the bad and you just keep on going. Yes, definitely. And I love that you're so optimistic. Um, I can definitely appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And so are you. <laughs> well, thank you. So now it's time for our sips of success. And these are our quick questions for our listeners to just learn a little bit more about you. You ready? I'm ready. All righty. So who would you say is your biggest hero? You're going to probably roll your eyes when I say this, but I actually don't have one. Okay. I mean, that's fine. So in some way, you still yeah. have someone that you look up to or that you maybe um, lean on or someone that you lean on, you know, in times of struggle. Yeah. Not really. I'd say God in the universe. There you go. And I so, think God is yeah. the best hero. So really. put, it that. <laughs> put it into the, put it into the non-physical, but I know it's funny. Like whenever I hear interviews of like, who do you want to have dinner with dead or alive? Like my, you know, and I'll hear someone else ask that. I'm like, I don't really know what I would say. Yeah. So yeah, you stumped me. If I think of one, one day I'll send you an email, but okay, yeah, no worries. I just look to God. So yeah, well, if I get asked that dinner question, I would just say, well, I haven't had dinner with my parents in a while, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so then what is your favorite way to de-stress? You know, anything that has me relaxing by water. So we have a hot tub. We live close to the water. I love it if I can sit on the beach um, if I can go on our boat, you know, anything like that, that's just perfect for me. And it can be with a book or a magazine or just closing my eyes and meditating. Um, I'm, I'm good. That's perfect. Really simple. Yeah. You definitely live in the right place to do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, when you probably understand, because that's what you do with your service. So, right. Um, right. Spa, so. Yeah. So we definitely try to do that with the spa, but we're about eight hours away from the beach. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, what would you say was the best advice given to you that helped you through a tough time? Um, just to let it go. Um, that really, it goes back to the control thing. And I've heard it before from lots of different people. So it's just really letting it go and what you can control and can't control. Yeah, no, I love that because it's funny. You know, we always say these sayings are always so cliche, but mm-hmm. they're always what we fall back on in times of need, you know? Yes, absolutely. And it is very true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. I have a lot of habits. I'm an extremely disciplined person. I'm going to say for this that 
I take a morning walk anytime that I'm home in the Keys. So right now it's obviously been every day. And I go for a walk for an hour and I listen to content for like a half hour. So I might listen to somebody's podcast or a book on audio. And then a half, and then the other half hour, I don't listen to anything. And I just uh, try to have a clear mind. Often I'll think of content during that time, like something will come to me and I will record it in my phone or just type it in a note on my phone. But that is probably my biggest go-to habit that um, I'm really disappointed about. Yeah, that is awesome. I feel like that's kind of double dipping in de-stressing and a really good personal habit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alrighty. So this question, I've actually been looking forward to hearing what you had to say because of all of your experience, you know, in the business world and, you know, what you do for businesses in terms of consulting. So um, how do you define happiness and success? You know, to me, success is freedom. So when you have the right mindset that you are successful or you are happy, then you just have freedom in your life and in your choices and how you are, like how you be. So I, and I don't think anything's ever perfect. I don't think people go around going, Oh, I'm super successful. You know, I, I think that is probably, you know, not a common approach. So I don't mean it like that, but when you just have the right mindset about your life and you understand the, the certain things like drawing boundaries and protecting your energy and being in alignment that just helps you just be. And then that is, you know, leads up to the happiness and success. So it kind of all goes in, in a big circle, if that makes any sense. And once you kind of start to figure that out, you just start to have more of a flow in your life and, um, it just radiates, it radiates to everyone you meet and, uh, keeps you going every day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, you're calling it, um, you know, a cycle of essentially freedom, you know, and then for you to just be able to promote the positivity with your own mind, I think is, is a big part of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, Melinda, it is time for last call. And, uh, what that means is now's the time for you to share any parting piece of advice and, you know, the best way for our listeners to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you. Joshua, it's been awesome to be on your podcast. I really appreciate it. I would say, you know, if, if you've digested everything I just said and you're not overwhelmed, um, you know, just keep going. That That's my biggest thing is just always just knowing that things are going to work out and to trust and have faith and to keep going. And that, and that's what I would have as my biggest piece of advice. Now, that is awesome. So yeah, go ahead and finish with, you know, some of the ways that our listeners can uh, reach out to you or, or uh, connect with you. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. I have two podcasts. The one is the Good Karma Success Coach. And that is where I talk about personal development and spirituality. And my other podcast is called Crush It in Sales. And that is conversations at the intersection of sales, leadership, and personal development. I'm on Instagram. It's Melinda underscore Van Fleet. And in my bio, you'll, you'll see everything there too. So we can keep it simple that way. Yeah, very cool. So yeah, I'll also put those in the show notes. Melinda, I really appreciate you with all your words of wisdom and you sharing this moment with us. And uh, I really appreciate um, all of the great things that you had to share as well. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. And keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. I love your podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. See you next time, but here's to you on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers. <laughs>